I know I'm ready. I hope you are. Week three, episode number three, with the one and only Keegan Brewer. Let's get it. And we're live with another special edition episode of Mind Over Matter. Thank you so, so much for pressing play and tuning in and listening along. Across from me right now, I've got the one, the only, the ESPN sensation, Mr. Keegan Brewer. I'm going to introduce him a little bit more here in a second. But first, I have to shout out the podcast, talk about the platform just a little bit. All the podcasters do it. Don't hate me. It's going to be quick. This is Mind Over Matter. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and five other auditory platforms online. Uh, so make sure that you follow along, listen to us because you'll have more great interviews like my one with Keegan that you'll be able to hear and more on top of that to come. Some also great content from me, Solo Dolo, talking about health, fitness, wellness, and mindset, just trying to provide you constant value that you can extract and apply to your life daily because life is a daily battle and we all have holes in our lives that we need to plug. So that is my goal for you. This podcast is for them, more importantly, to provide my guest a platform to be able to reach more people and connect with more people and serve more people. That is the goal. And that is fueled by you. So you subscribing to this podcast, leaving a review, talking about it, sharing with your friends, your family, hell, even grandma and grandpa, even though they probably don't know what's going on, share it with them, let them know, let's get the word out there. Let's be servants for others. And this is a great platform and a means to be able to do that. Done. All right. Now, without further ado, Keegan, Brewer. I don't have a drum roll. I apologize, man. I, need I, one. I, I know I need, I need to up my game a little bit, but welcome Keegan. Thanks for joining me, man. Yeah, man. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. Very Good. kind of you just to, to say okay. very much appreciated. Is this your first podcast? It is. It is. First Never done one before. One. Mm-mm. All yeah. right. Are you going to be okay? A little nervous, a little sweaty, you know, right. I get a pregame jitters. <laughs> no, I'm good. You're good. You've done interviews before though, right? Oh yeah. I have before. Okay. Awesome. So, Keegan, for people that don't know you, how old are you? I'm 22. Where are you from? I'm originally from Wichita, Kansas. Born there, raised here. Raised in Texas. Born there, raised here, yeah. or born there, raised here? Both of them. Both of them. Okay, all, all the Depend above. Depend who's talking. Yeah. <laughs> all the above. Okay. <clears throat> and where do you currently live right now? I live in Louisville, Texas right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Louisville, Texas. Lake Louisville. A couple parties went down there a couple times. Some party cove. You out, out there, there partying at Party Cove? I'm more fishing than partying out there. You're fishing, huh? Mm. Okay, what are you fishing for? Are you fishing for chicks or are you fishing for fish? Bass. Large mouth <laughs> bass. Large mouth bass. bass. Okay. <laughs> so I, I had to put that in there. It's just yeah. a, it's just a joke. Eileen, don't get mad at me. <laughs> but you you are recently engaged to Miss Eileen, is that correct? Yes, that is correct. All right. Mm. Let's do this because this is an auditory platform. So use it. To give her a shout out. Talk about her. Give her some compliments. Shower her. Shower her. Yeah, let's hear it. What do you okay. got? Well, on here, she told me before I came here to say that I cannot live without her. Oh, man. It's just true. This is true. <laughs> Love you. You cannot live without her. Okay, what do you want to say? What do I want to say? I just want to give her a shout out and say, um, I appreciate you and me coming out here because I know you want to hang out tonight. <laughs> but I'll be back after, I promise. Sacrifice. Yeah. 
Teamwork makes That's the dream work. That's what it's all work. about. Yeah, absolutely. I get it. Well, actually, I don't get it because I'm not married or engaged. Yeah. I'm still on uh, Tinder and Bumble and Hinge <laughs> <laughs> trying to find some love. Yeah, trying to find some love. That's what it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> PG-13. Yeah. Uh, Real love. So you're 22 years old. Is that right? Yes, it is. Okay. Just to make sure I got that correct. And you are recently engaged. What is it like to be engaged at such a young age? Like, is it scary? Are you fearful? Or what's kind of going on in your mind? Uh, I mean, I'm excited for sure. There's a little bit, I mean, I wouldn't say like anxiety, but it's just like, it's just different from being only having to worry about myself and having my family to where I'm worried about someone else too. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, it's always been just me and my family and we're always together, but now it's, I'm not worrying about what I need to eat and what I need to do. It's about what she needs to do. And if I need to do anything for her and stuff like that. So it's just, it's bringing another person into my life that I'll forever be with. So it's just, it's, it's different, but I'm excited for it. I like that. Yeah. Good answer. Safe answer. Safe answer. Playing it safe. <laughs> See, you're, you're meant to be a married man. That's what it, mm-hmm. <laughs> did you always want to be married? Like, did you always envision that you would be married one day? I would, I was hoping so. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Uh, next question, please. <laughs> um, assuming my mom and dad are listening to this, I will play it safe and said, or and say, I'm unsure. You're unsure. Yes. That's the safe one. Yes. I, I, I'll keep it safe and say that. That's as much as you're getting out of me. This okay. is about you, though. Don't, yeah, okay, don't, don't flip the script. Turn it back around. Yep. Back around. <laughs> so how long have y'all been together for now, you and Eileen? It's been... Officially, I guess like two years and some change somewhere around there. Okay. Do y'all want kids one day? Uh, yeah, eventually. You think so? Yeah. I've, I mean, we've talked about it a couple of times, but I don't know what we're going to, I don't know what's yeah. going to happen, but I gotta, know, my mom wants kids more than we do probably right now. <laughs> she wants to be a grandma. Oh yeah. She, she had one now. My brother had a kid and she's like, just let me know. You know? I'm like, <laughs> pump the brakes a little bit. Come on. Yeah. Man. Slow but, your roll a little bit. <laughs> Come on, mom. So. A little bit more kind of taking taking a little break on you from that. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about your childhood. Yeah. And, you know, we mentioned talked a little bit about your mom already. Uh, your mom was a pretty fantastic athlete, was she not? She was. She was. Yeah, she was in the Hall of Fame for her college for um, playing soccer. My dad also played soccer. My sister played college soccer up in Oklahoma. And so there's pretty – it was a soccer – family pretty much soccer family me. and then my brother ended up he played baseball and played golf but rather than us two is mainly soccer for a long time so you were kind of raised on sports right definitely yeah did you play them all baseball hockey tennis soccer all the uh, not tennis or hockey but it was mainly <laughs> uh baseball football and soccer for a while and then soccer was gone and then it was baseball and football for a while playing back and forth and then i mean once i got older it started conflicting a little bit more so I, I chose to pick one. Gotcha. Yeah. What about beer pong? Beer pong? Played it before. Yep. Beer yeah. pong or flip cup? Which one are you better oh, at? Oh, man. I'd probably say beer pong. Uh, beer pong. Okay. Yeah. All right. A little liquid courage in you helps you there out a little go. bit. There that you works. go. So you grew up an athlete. Teams were an athlete. Played a bunch of sports. More so soccer. Mm-hmm. How'd you find football? So whenever I was born in Wichita, so whenever I moved here, it was – in, in my life, it was still everything was soccer, and then um, decided to try it one year when I was young, and it turned out pretty good. Like I turned, like I was actually all right at it, and I was like, yeah, let's, like let's give this a shot, and then it turned out to be pretty good, and just never stopped playing since I was little. So, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. 
So you played in middle school and in high school, correct? Oh, yeah. And then <coughs> we played ever since I was like, I think six years old or what it was, in flag football, peewee, middle school. Just hit played the ground like running. a little select football team for a little while. Yeah, it was good. There you go. And then when you got to high school, did you play B team? Were you were you on the bench? Were you riding the bench? Were you oh, on varsity? Uh, or freshman, freshman year, you play on the freshman team. Uh-huh. And then from there, I went to varsity for a few years. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so you're technically a three-year starter, right? Three-year, yeah. Awesome. Do you know what division that was? I think it was – we switched in the middle. So, I don't know. I think it went from four to five or four – we switched. There was a, a district change in the middle. I know that. There's so. a lot of district changes nowadays. Yeah, now there's a six like A. Do you know that? There's a six A now. With how so big schools. My are senior year was six A. There was a six A, and I was like, "Oh, there's bigger." Okay. Yeah. So. It, it's it's crazy. Yeah. How big schools are getting and how big sports are. And Texas has always been huge for sports, but yeah, exactly. It, it's kind of incredible to see how they're adding more districts with how big school zones are getting. Some of the stadiums are giant. Like Allen. Yeah, Man, even Prosper, just right down the road yeah. from here. Holy mm-hmm. crap, it's huge. Yeah, I've never. I played in Allen once, and I was like, it was. <laughs> it, it puts my high school stadium not to shame, but it it makes ours look tiny. Well, it puts most to shame. Heck, even some college campuses. Yeah, it, it oh, outdoes yeah. most college campuses too. Yeah. So, when was the moment of time in high school when you started getting looked at to play college football? So I started getting looked at. I would think, let's say my junior year. I started getting talked to, no like offers or anything junior year. Just they would talk to me a little bit and show interest. And then my senior year is when most of it came. Okay. It was a lot of um, like Division One AA and then Division Two talking to me quite a bit. Oklahoma State talked a little bit. And then go um, pokes. Yeah. Uh, and then actually my quarterback was getting looked at by KU. Mm-hmm. And shout out to him, Dagan. He, uh, gave the word to the coach there about me like hey have you ever have you ever looked at him and then my senior year that's when I got the call from the head coach of KU saying hey like you know the the dream story would how about you come play college football with your quarterback and then you know from there it's like yep let's go yep and that's what we did and I mean it turned out to be different in the end and I actually ended up going somewhere else but I mean it was it was a road that I took and I mean, I don't have any regrets with it. It was fun, but I enjoyed it for sure. That's good to hear. I'd hope so. Yeah. You were so an that, experience for yeah, sure. To say the very least. Yeah. Because I went through that experience too. But you yeah. were a preferred walk-on, right? Is that yes. correct? Yep. Okay. And then you eventually earned a scholarship before you left? I did. Actually, right before I left, it was the conversation pretty much was, hey, we're going to put you on scholarship. And mine was like, hey, I'm going back to Texas Right. type of conversation. So it was a... Difficult conversation, but they're supportive, you know, so it wasn't anything where there was any grudges held. But, I mean, they wish me the best. I wish them the best, and that's when we parted ways from there. Gotcha. Okay. Do you have any regrets of moving to UNT? Because you went to UNT after KU, is that correct? I did. I did. So I always wanted to be a fireman in the long run, Mm -hmm. and um, I didn't know if I wanted to do it, like, right after high school or college. Like, it was just – it was all up in the air until I got the chance to play football. Mm-hmm. So um, whenever I got that chance, I went and played for a year. And I had a lot of – that was a time in my life where, I mean, some people would feel stuck. Like I was just like, what – kind of like a what am I doing? Mm-hmm. And um, don't get me wrong, I loved football, I loved the school. But for me, I just I didn't feel like at the, I was at the right place. I prayed about it and just talked to my family about it. And then in the end, I came to the conclusion that 
I just I I wanted to leave, and that's what happened. I ended up going to fire school. Mm-hmm. I left December of 2017. I left KU, and then Dece- or January of, or I guess it's 2016. Well, the January after I left, I entered fire school and mm-hmm. got my fire certification. Then I started working at Toyota, changing oil. There you go. That's what it was. Heck yeah, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I did that. Um, then went to EMT school then. But during EMT school, that's when um, the opportunity to go U- to UNT for me became real. And mm-hmm. uh, to like be completely blunt, when I was at KU, football kind of just – it almost <laughs> ruined it for me. Yep. It wasn't it wasn't the games. Trust me, we, we beat Texas. That was my one thing. That was my one Yeah, because they were playing their fourth string. Hey, hey, it was – no. Okay, <laughs> no. But uh, – <laughs> uh, um, it was it was fun. The football, I still loved the football. But for some reason, I just wasn't – I wasn't in it anymore. I didn't feel like I was completely invested and motivated in that way. Mm -hmm. So I felt like, I mean, for me, if I'm not like people have said before, uh, like the mo, like when people say when you're not having fun with it, I'm done with it. That's that's what it felt like. Absolutely. So, um, I left, went to fire school, started working Toyota for a little bit. And then the opportunity came for me to go to UNT. And for me, I felt like I had, I was in the right headspace to be like, okay, yeah, let's give it another shot. Mm Mm-hmm. And gave it another shot and got to be able to be out there. I had to set up my first year because of transfer rules. Yeah. And then I played my last season. And, I mean, it turned out pretty well. I really enjoyed it. It was fun. Got to go to a bowl game. Turn out Didn't turn right. out the way I wanted to. But, I mean, it wasn't bad at all. I really enjoyed it. It was fun. Bowl experiences are fun. Oh, yeah. It was always – we went to New Mexico. So, it was Oh, it was never mind. Cool. Probably not so fun. Hey, it was, we got to see <laughs> a lot of mountains. A lot of mountains. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. You get a lot of stuff for bowl games. I remember when we played in the Sugar Bowl mm-hmm. in 2011. We got a lot of free stuff. Yeah. Did y'all get some good stuff? We got some good stuff. We did. What'd you we get? Did. We got some Oakley. We got Oakley products. We got some of those. Uh-huh. Um, we did not get a ring, unfortunately. <laughs> did not get a ring. <laughs> um, we got, I don't know, we got quite a bit of stuff. And we got, oh, we got to pick. For, we got points. We got to pick different stuff. There's TVs, whatever. Yeah. So it was really cool. It was a, it was a good experience to do that for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, I think a lot of people listening to this know who you are already. I, t- I called you the ESPN sensation oh. to start. And yes, yeah. you are because ESPN still posts about this all the time. When you played at UNT, you said 2018, when we had talked a little bit before this, was mm-hmm. this famous trick play where Arkansas was, uh, for very polite way of putting it, was fooled mm-hmm. by your tactics. <laughs> uh, they punted the ball to you. I think it was probably around their 25, 30-yard line. You've, you did a, some variation or form of a fake punt. They ran past it because, again, they're foolish. Mm-hmm. The best, most polite word I can say at that moment of time. And then you took it back to the house mm-hmm. for a touchdown. And I think that's kind of how people know you from UNT. <laughs> yeah. Was that a play that was drawn up, like spur of the moment, or did y'all chat about that beforehand or what? It was definitely thought about and planned out for sure. It was not my own doing whatsoever. I, I wouldn't have been – Brave enough or creative enough to do that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, my football coach, Coach Biagi, um, he's a special teams coach at UNT. He was. Uh, he came up to me before the season while we were in the weight room and showed me a video of, I believe it was Ryan Switzer who did it, and caught the ball and didn't wait long enough, and he ran like 12 yards or something like that and got tackled. And he was like, if you just waited a little bit longer, he would have he took it to the house and i was like okay i was like that's cool sure like see you later like i was still working out yeah and then about five weeks later when we're in the season he was like you remember that thing we're, we're gonna do that and so <laughs> that's when it became real and i was like uh-oh because i mean I, it could have gone two ways it would have been on 
ESPN top 10 or not top 10 for me getting <laughs> killed. So it was cool. It was fun. Yeah. It turned out good. Fortunately, it did. Yeah. The not top 10 would have been fun too. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah never for mind. you guys to watch. <laughs> yeah, maybe. For yeah. maybe not for you as much. <laughs> yeah. So you finished out your career at UNT, like you said, joined the fire service soon after. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big reason why I have you here on the podcast because this podcast is about mindset mm-hmm. and mentality. And I can speak and attest to this firsthand because I know exactly your experiences going through a division one program and what it takes to be a division one athlete. Mm-hmm. It requires a very elite mindset. Mentally and and physically, just to be able to hack it, to make it through, because it is a full-time job. And that's what people who just watch on Saturdays don't understand, is that there's so much work and effort that goes into it behind the scenes, such a daily grind and battle, both mentally and physically, to be able to keep up and perform and to meet standards, especially if you're a scholarship athlete. Yeah. So what would you say to somebody out there uh, who does not know a lot about Division One sports? How can you educate them on kind of your experience going through your football career? I would just tell, I mean, all the high school football players playing um, that want to play division one, or I mean really any college football at that point, like they got to realize it's, it's not high school football. It's a grind and you're fighting for your position and you have to be willing. I mean, you know, how it is the fall camp. It's mm-hmm. you're waking up at 4am for X amount of days straight to where in the morning you're like, man, I don't know if I can do this. Like, <laughs> yep. You have to wake up every morning knowing that, you're going to have to play your best today and be the best you today or else, I mean, your spot could get taken. Yeah. And I mean, it's as much as you don't want to say it's a business, like if someone's better than you and they beat you out, they'll beat you out. So that's what, that's what makes you so motivated every day. Even at the, at 5 AM, whenever you're sitting there and you're changing, you're getting ready to go out on the field. You're like, man, I, I gotta be my best me today or else something could happen. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's a, it's, it takes a strong mindset and you definitely got to be self-motivated for sure. Absolutely. And, and think about it like this, if you're out there listening to, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure you can attest to it. When you get to college, especially if you're at a division one program, everybody around you at every single position was the best kid at their high school. Oh, hundred percent. For the most part, especially if you're yeah. a division one athlete. Mm. So you got to think about that coming into it is that you're equally as good or possibly a little bit lesser than the guy to your oh. left and right. Did that sure. add any type of stress to your training? So, actually, well, I mean, KU's in the Big 12, regardless of how good they were or not, they had – They're horrible. They had good players. <laughs> they did. They did. And so – I had mean, two fans per game in the stands, right? Hey, right? a couple more than that. I'll get, give them a little bit more credit there. The modern-day Corona stands. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, but uh, they definitely – like me coming out of high school, I was like 5'9", like a buck seventy, soaking wet. Like it was mm-hmm. – so me getting in there, and there's dudes that are 23, 24 years old that are about to graduate, and they're monsters. And I'm, it was it was an awakening moment for sure, where I was like, okay, I need to step up my game. I need, <laughs> I need to eat better. I need to work out more. I need. So I mean, it's just it's definitely something that you have to be willing to step up to the plate for and know what you're getting into. Yeah. Because I mean, it can it can turn out one way, and you're like, I can't do this. So yeah. It just depends. Absolutely. Uh, very quick controversial topic or question on that topic mm-hmm. do you think players should be paid to play oh uh i mean i think maybe from jerseys maybe for product i'm not too sure okay but like maybe if their jerseys get sold i'm not too sure but i mean you're getting your school paid for so that was my that's my take is your school's getting paid for i like that the time i mine wasn't so i, I mean i have student debt i'm paying off so i mean mm-hmm. they they had that 
I mean, they I mean, they had they were talented enough. They worked for it. They some guys who were walk-ons earned it. So I mean, that's what I mean. Yes and no, I would say. I think it's almost tainted too <clears throat> because a lot of guys I played with came from nothing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, when they got everything, they just wanted more. Yeah. Or they wanted to know, you know, why can't I get X and Y? Yeah. It, it just it turned into kind of those things like they weren't used to what they were given, mm-hmm. and then they expect more once they were given so much. Yeah. Was that kind of the same for you or no? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, UNT definitely it was um, – it seemed like everybody there was on the same page for the most part. But it was just – it's people coming. Like some guys came from a bunch of money. Some guys didn't. I mean, there's a bunch of different, like, diversity in where people came from. So it's just – it just depends where – how people were. It just – I mean – Yeah. Yeah. It's yes and no for me because I think – in some situations, yes, but in some, I'm like, yeah, well, we don't really need it. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of like how you're a firefighter, I'm a firefighter. A lot of people are bringing us free food up at the stations when we, yeah. when we really don't need it. We're thankful for that, by the way, but there's, <laughs> other, there's other people out there who are much more deserving of you know food and services, but yeah. we're, we're appreciative of that. But anyway, um, you know, we, we talked a little bit about very briefly how you then turned firefighter after UNT. Mm-hmm. Where do you work right now? Frisco Fire Department. Frisco Fire. How long have you been at Frisco Fire? Since January 7th of 2019. Which shift do you work on? Mumbi shift. What is your least favorite shift? Who? Oh, and why? No comment. Good answer. <laughs> They're all the best. They're all the Look at you, man. You're just, you're just getting I'm gold. I'm you're, learning. You're getting gold stars. Yeah. Um, have you enjoyed your experience so far at Frisco? I have, 100%. I've been blessed, super blessed to get this job, and it's just <laughs> – I thank God for it every day because, I mean, it was – I had two more years of football I could have played, mm-hmm. but I got the opportunity to come do this job, and it's – I have no regrets. It's been the best thing that's ever happened to me. I love it. So, I mean, it's it's been perfect. Have you seen any type of correlation between your experience as an athlete <laughs> to the fire service? I would say there there is a lot. Um, just like the brotherhood is in the locker room, everybody's teammates. It's you're pretty much teammates in the fire station. You guys live together. You see each other all the time mm-hmm. like and you can't you can't leave each other you're always no. gonna see each other so it's just like it's it's definitely a family just like football was and that's why i think for me made it real a real smooth transition into that is having people that you know you don't just work with but you lean on you talk to you you go through problems with like mm-hmm. so uh, it was it's it's been real good awesome i love that were you the first firefighter in the family so my uncle uh, was actually a fireman in Wichita. Okay. He was up there. Was he captain, battalion chief, or what, what was he? Do you know his title? Captain. Captain. Okay. How, do you know how long he was there for? Uh, he retired, but I'm not sure how many years he was there. Did you have any conversations with him while you were growing up, you know, about firefighting, or did he have uh, any type I, of I had impact? a few, and um, actually right whenever I was finishing fire school and stuff, the necklace I actually wear is from him. He wore this the whole time he was in the fire service. So oh, he wow. actually gave okay. it to me. So yeah, it actually, it's not just a necklace, a fire necklace. You know? I like it. <laughs> I like it. No, that's a, that's a, that's actually really cool. It has some more value and meaning behind Definitely, that. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, so what is your favorite part? Would you say about being a firefighter? For me, it's just, I think rather than just having the basic answer of helping people, it's just, you're, I'm able to make a change in someone's life that's not mine. Like, mm-hmm. I can make Eileen as happy as she wants, but to someone I don't know who I can go and make their life better in some shape, 
form or way. That's just, it really, I really enjoy being able to help people. And that's just, that's always been part of it for me. Yeah, absolutely. I still get jitters when I've only been here two and a half years, but Mm -hmm. I had previous experience before. I still get jitters. Like when we go out on any call EMS or fire, when the lights and sirens go on and driving past people and, it, it's cool. It's yeah. it, it's, it's yeah. A, every call, no matter what it is, it's you know to wear that title and that uniform it makes yeah. it a you know very proud feeling, right? People are in their other cars taking photos. And- oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, if you're in the cart, make sure when you see a fire truck or an ambulance coming your way, lights and sirens, you pull to the right. <laughs> pull to the right, a la derecha for my Spanish speakers. I don't know how to. I don't speak any other languages, so. Pull to the right. Do not pull to the middle. Do not pull to the left. Or stop. Or stop. And if you're going to take pictures, make sure that you're pulled over way off the side of the road taking pictures where you're not <laughs> driving. Just a, just a side note. Just for your safety and for ours as well. A little fun fact. A little fun fact. Uh, by the way, very other fun fact. That is the number one cause, aside from cancer, of firefighter deaths is actually people or fire, excuse me, firefighters being struck by oncoming traffic. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. Aside from cancer, cancer being number one. I 100% believe it though yeah it's people driving by wrecks uh other hazard areas and because i had to get home uh, i've been stuck behind traffic forever yeah. and then boom it's kind of sad to see but just be ca- be cautious be careful but anyway slight digression i apologize back to you back to happy town back to happy town <laughs> what do you envision for your career where where do you like are you gonna work a 10-year career 15 20 25 30 uh i'm gonna i'm gonna work as long as i can i love my job right now and I can't see me doing absolutely anything else. And I'm as green as it gets to my first fire job. And mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm as many stations that we've swung and worked at. Yeah. For me, it's, I'm learning all sorts of stuff and I'm just taking it all in. I'm trying to soak it all in. And I plan on being, I want to be a well seasoned firefighter by the end. And I don't, if that means I promote later on, that is, but right now I just, <laughs> I want to be learning, 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 taking everything in. And that's what I'm trying to do right now. I love that. That is reason number 1 million why you're on this podcast. <laughs> because we want service-oriented leadership. That's oh, awesome, sure. man. That's that's great. It's about helping people and teaching people. Mm-hmm. And speaking of that, you alluded to you know learning as much as you can in training. Is there any type of training or anything that you want to get involved in or accomplish here in the near future? I know you're a smug diver now. And could you tell by the shirt? I could, by the shirt. <laughs> And the and the hat sometimes and, and the, the hat sometimes and, the, <laughs> and, no. and all the posts and, yeah, and everything no. too. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm uh I'm definitely looking forward to doing that here in the future. Smoke divers sure. for sure. Awesome, uh, but I know you got to go. You obviously, unfortunately, your marriage had been postponed with everything with Corona. It has, yeah. And yep. then you're going to paramedic school soon, which is that awesome. Was supposed to be in July, but that got postponed too. So now it's I got a lot of stuff coming ahead. So we're trying to figure figure out when and what chronological order we're going to put it in and try to figure that out so yeah gotcha well we're excited to, to have you out there whenever that time is oh, to, to sure. work hard and definitely uh to show what you're capable of um i look forward to being out there too watching uh, oh yeah i, I gotta keep my distance but uh <laughs> we'll uh you know make sure that uh you know get you prepared the best we possibly can for sure within means and not yeah. ruining the experience for you oh 100%. and you also when you get to go whether you pass or not i'm i, I fully believe in you and believe that you're capable you then get to deal with everybody from the station's harassment. Oh, oh yeah. About being a smoke diver. And you will find my young friend, and I can say this because I'm older than you <laughs> and I'm starting to bald slightly, is that most of us say nothing, mm-hmm. but everybody else says everything. 
Oh, and for they'll, sure. They'll criticize you and judge you and say everything up and down without you saying one peep. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. You know, Keegan, why aren't you captain yet? Yeah, come on, you little smoke. That's what <laughs> yep. it is. Yep. And a couple other choice words, but we'll leave it there for now. <laughs> uh, so, Keegan, we're almost at the 30 minute point. We've got about two minutes and we'll take a little bit of a break. Uh-huh. Um, let's do a question again pertaining to the fire service. Let's talk about guys or girls out there who may be on the fence about a career choice. Uh, who are thinking about maybe going into the fire department and that's a passion they want to pursue potentially. Mm-hmm. What, ki- what kind of words of advice would you have for them or any type of just kind of guidance for them in that direction? I would say um, a lot of, so a lot of people actually come to me on like Instagram and Facebook and stuff and ask me and they really are interested in getting into the fire service, but they don't really, they don't know the steps. A lot of people think they can come in and just, like kind of like certain cities where you can just go in no certs or anything and mm-hmm. get hired on. And I mean, that's not the situation for Frisco. So, um, talking to them to saying, Hey, you can always go get your fire certification, which I know a lot of high schools are doing that now. High yeah. schools are having their fire schools sure or the fire Academy. And then, um, some of them are actually doing an EMT school too. So mm-hmm. just getting them to have some knowledge about those two things and then saying paramedic school too, on top after that, um, just letting them know and saying if there's any questions or they want to call or they need help with anything, help enrolling because they don't know how, just that they can reach out to me and I can help them anytime. Oh, I like that. Um, and two, really quickly before we take our break, just kind of to piggyback that, but just to add a little bit more, there's a lot more to this job than a lot of people think. It's not just, showing, sure. it's not just showing up and saying, hey, I want to work at that station. I want to work at this city. Let me put in a job application and talk to HR. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of schooling, fire school, EMT school, and then obviously more cities are required you to, requiring you to be a paramedic nowadays because mm-hmm. EMS is the primary bulk of our calls, probably about 90% or more. Uh, so if you're somebody who's interested in the fire service, it's something that you have to make your life commi- commitment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not something you can just say, hey, I want to do tomorrow and then quit the next day because – it's something that's going to take multiple years of commitment. Um, it's going to take multiple trials and errors, mm-hmm. uh, especially through the testing process, as you'll learn. But it, once you get to that position, once you get all your schooling done, it's it, it's an, a feeling like unlike any other. It's the most rewarding feeling of all time. It's the best job in the world, and you can attest to that too, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. There, uh, I really can't com- like say how much the fire department really is like a blessing to my life and the way it's even molded me even more to be such like a team player everything is goal oriented through a team and so the way like everything is team oriented too it seems there because everything you do is i mean everybody on the fire truck everybody or whoever's on the ambulance like whatever it is you you have to work together you can't you can't go on a fire and fight it with a one-man show it's just not going to happen so everything has to work in sync and like in harmony almost for something to work out perfectly. And it's just, that's the same way it was for me for sports. Like it can't be done with one man. And it's just, it's the way it's always been for me and in sports. So it's really, it's cool to see. Yeah. I, I can attest to that firsthand too. That's awesome. All right, guys, girls do not press exit out of this. We're going to press a quick pause button though. On my end, we're going to take a quick little break and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit more about Keegan more on a personal note here in just a second. All right, and we are back, guys and girls. Quick little break, and we're back at it. And we've talked about a lot of good things so far. Are you still doing okay? You hanging in there? I'm doing good. Okay, good. You're not too sweaty, not too nervous? No. 
Okay. The nerves went away. The nerves went away. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just kind of like the first play in football. Once, yep. it's, once it's done, it's done. After it, kickoff, it's good. Downhill from there. I love it. So, Keegan, again, like I told you and everybody at the beginning, this is a podcast about health, fitness, wellness, exercise, and mindset uh, more in particular. But let's let's touch on a little bit about the physical fitness aspect side of things really quickly. Um, it's very important for you and I as firefighters and all other firefighters out there because it doesn't matter if you have all the experience and training and tools in your toolbox as you want, but if you can't bring it to the fight, you're not going to be able to, to apply that knowledge. For sure. So what does that mean for you in your current position or what would you say to somebody out there who may not like to exercise or is not of importance to them? So for me, being physically fit for – I mean, just for life in general, but for especially our job and our duty, like what we do, um, being fit is a high priority to me. And for anyone who, I mean, who isn't just the way I was told in fire Academy was like, anyone would say, imagine if that's your family inside that needs help. And it's just that right there, like that sinks in for me. Like, I don't want, if I'm not physically fit, I, I don't want that person going after my family. Mm-hmm. And it's just, that's the way I've always seen it. And I mean, that motivates me enough right there, but I just, another thing is I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy that everybody has to turn around and wait on. I don't want to be that guy that runs out of air first and we all have to leave when we really could have gone a little bit further. And there's a victim right there. Like it just, whatever it is, I don't want to be that guy that is the weakest link. And that's just, that motivates me enough to push harder, to get stronger and just be a better me so I can make everybody else around me better. Yeah, no, I love that. And obviously by the words that you just said, you're very intrinsically motivated. You oh, know, you're, mo- sure. you're motivated like, just because you have a burning passion and desire within you to be the best version of you for others, which is awesome. For Again, sure. reason another million why you're on this podcast. <laughs> but there's also a lot of people out there, and maybe even you listening to this who also struggle with this. But it really comes down to two different factors, intrinsically motivated individuals and extrinsically, and extrinsically motivated individuals. Uh, everybody's different. That's the beauty of it is that we're all motivated by different aspects and things in our lives. But if I really think that you take the time to reevaluate during this pandemic and COVID-19, if you're somebody that does not like to work out and you really prioritize fitness moving forward once the world gets back to normal, you're going to be a better you. And it feels good to be fit because everything seems to become that much easier when you're in better shape. Would you agree with that? Oh, 100% for sure. Um, I always, I mean, nothing feels better than being having a hard workout and leaving. You're like, yeah, I just killed that. Like, that's just, that's why I've always seen it. And um for sure, being fit right now, especially, I, I mean, it makes you feel like a little bit more positive. With sure. All the stuff going on, like you can work out inside your house. You don't need a full gym. You don't need a big workout set. Just do something at your house. You can watch a YouTube video on how to do it. You can do whatever you want. But as long as you're getting something into me, it's just and being able to stay motivated to do so. That's something that's real big to me. And um, personally, I've always been uh, big on like self-motivating. Sure. Um, so that's always something like, even when I'm working out, I'll try to have like a little self conversation. Like I can get that last set in, I can do this, I can do that. Uh And, um, I've learned just me having, for me personally, having a self-motivated concept rather than depending on someone or something to motivate me. Um, it's really helped me out a lot because that moment, that one thing that you're depending on motivate you is gone, then what do you do? And that's just, that's what I've learned for me. No, I I like that a lot. So you talked about just 
just a second ago about positivity and something mm-hmm. just stuck in my mind. But really quickly, just so all of you know, listening to this, there's no scripted questions. This is completely off yeah. the top. This is real talk with real people. There's no piece of paper around here. Is there? None. Just a lot of chords. A lot of chords. Nothing on my computer, right? Nothing. So when things pop up like this, we capitalize on it. <laughs> so I heard positivity. So we're going with that next. It seems like when you work out too, when you're pulled in sweat, drenched in sweat, and you know, you're feeling great, you seem to almost have a clearer space in your mind too. The stronger your body is, typically the stronger your mind is going to be. Oh, And yeah. your mind is going to follow your body mm-hmm. if you're just that mentally strong. But it also, when you, you know, when you do these things that are tough and you challenge yourself and push yourself and you accomplish them, it creates this mindset and these habits that are mentally stimulating and help you with your positivity. So saying so, what do you, what do you think the value of just being a positive person is? I, for me, that's one of my biggest things is just being positive. Uh, Eileen, she always goes back and she'll tell me, uh, like, why I feel like you never get mad. And I'm like, well, <laughs> that's a good thing, right? I mean, right. I could get mad. I've, I've been mad before, but, um, just being positive and not letting one thing ruin your whole day. There's no need for it. Right. And I get things to be frustrating and stuff, but for me being positive, my parents have always instilled that into me. So that's just something that I've always carried with me and I feel like it helps people. So just makes your quality of life better too, yeah, right? Definitely. I believe so. 100%. And it gives you more energy as well. Yeah. More energy throughout yeah. your day in all aspects. Plus, Who wants to be a negative person? Yeah. I, I can name it quite a few people, <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but we won't yeah, we, move we won't, on. Be positive. We will not announce that. Yeah. Be positive. We'll, we'll leave it at that. So when, when you have this mindset, this elite mindset as an athlete, you mm-hmm. have this positive attitude, there's got to be something that is difficult for you. What, what, what challenges, challenges you most in life? I would challenge. Don't me say most. Eileen. I'll, no. I'll save you from that one. No, no <laughs> she's not that bad. No, uh, I would say um, as much as, I mean, we're talking about being motivated. It's times like these that, being motivated can be the hardest thing. Sure. And um, having to stay in the house, everything being closed and not want to go to the grocery store because all the stuff that's going on there and then eating out, being motivated to eat healthy. It's just, it's a little things to me too. It's being motivated to go outside and run when you can't lift weights and mm-hmm. vice versa. And I think um, as much as being motivated is such a big topic for us right now, I think it's also a big it's a challenging thing to do yeah, in certain times, absolutely. maybe when it is at 5 a.m. And it's just, it's different things like that. And little motivations that I think that you get throughout the day and that you actually overcome during the day. I think that's one of the biggest challenges. Sure. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think motivation is acquired or is it learned? Again, there's no right or wrong answer. Yeah, but I want to know your perception. Is it acquired or is it learned? What do you think? Uh, I could say both. Both? Okay. So I, I mean, I believe you can, you can just naturally have motivation to be better for out of, out of nowhere, but mm-hmm. also I feel like you can, you can learn it from, I mean, maybe seeing other people mm-hmm. learn it from, I mean, I know for me for football, I, I was definitely taught. Right. And just how to stay motivated, how you want to be you're this right now, but you want to be this next week. Like mm-hmm. they really helped me set goals for myself and it really helped me and taught me how to be motivated for sure. Sure. And I think a lot of that too, it's interesting you say that. That's a really good point. There is definitely balance, but I think a lot of it too is selecting the right people or group of people to be involved with, to emulate. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, I saw an interesting post last night 
uh, that the Smoke Diver Association put out. They talked mm -hmm. about how there's a lot of people online who are not afraid to talk about motivation. But surprisingly, a lot of those people who talk about motivation or are so vocal about motivation are the ones who are going to get left in the rearview mirror. Yeah. Now, that's not everybody. But there are a lot of people who act that way, who talk a big game, but who don't follow it up with their actions. So if you're somebody out there who's, you know, looking for motivation or a group of people, you know, listen to this podcast and we'll get you connected with those people. But two, you're going to be able to tell not just by their words, but by their actions and how they live their life. So I just really encourage you to, you know, to evaluate that before you follow somebody is to make sure that you're in good hands because we want you headed down the right path. Yeah. We, don't, we, don't, we don't want you headed down the bad path. Mm -hmm. um, have you ever dealt with that before? Like is has anybody kind of led you astray in your journey as far as, you know, getting to where you are today? Uh, I wouldn't say led me astray, but um, there's been times where, I mean, you would follow someone to be like, for instance, they motivated you to work out and all of a sudden they're, they're not, they're not doing what they used to. So you're like, well, well, what, what should I do now? And then that just right. goes back to don't like, I'm not saying don't depend on someone, but motivation can come in different ways. Sure. And you can have motivation to work out and see what they do, and then you can do your own thing with it. But whenever you have some, when you depend on something to motivate you, that's when I feel like you get disappointed and you won't be able to be the best you because you're like, well, they're not doing it. I'm not going to do it. Right. So that's just, that's the way I see that. And that's, that comes from just continued training too, right? Yeah, it's like, for sure. you know, you know, attending events outside of work, like you will with yeah. work, like I will, you know, finding something that really motivates you just mm -hmm. to keep you going. And that's exactly why for me, I attended smoke divers <clears throat> yeah. is because even though I'm young in my career, I started building bad habits. I started becoming lazy and complacent, mm -hmm. kind of blowing off checkoffs, even though I'd make sure everything is there. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily put my hands on it. And that's not how I wanted to carry my career. Yeah. I didn't want to be that guy where like, Oh, he showed me this and disappeared five minutes later. And, yeah. You know, he's not here for the rest of my career type thing. Um, so I'm glad that you kind of talked about that already. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's, I mean, there's already been days, you know, where you're like, wow, I really don't feel like working out. And mm -hmm. then you have someone at the station who also is big into fitness and they're like, no, we're working out today. Sometimes you need to pick me up. Yeah. And that happens. Absolutely. And I mean, you're okay. Like, and then you're, then you get motivated from it. You're like, yeah, he wants to work out. I want to be better too. Yeah. So, I mean, that definitely helps. No, I agree sure. completely. So let's do this. We're going to ask you a few random questions. Oh, yeah. And then we'll kind of wrap it up because we've talked about a lot of good things. Um, and we don't want to go too long because people attention span suck, mine included. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure yours as well. But uh, a couple quick questions, random questions. Let's see what we can find here. Let's do – what is your dream car? My dream car. I would probably – I'm really liking the F-250 Platinums right now. Jeez. Big spender, huh? We're getting all the I'm cash not, I didn't from. say I was getting it. I'm just saying it <laughs> That's your, good. okay, dream car. Bad, bad answer on my end. Bad answer. What, what, what's yours? Uh, minivan with spinners. There you go. I like it. Six-inch lift kit. You can fit all your kids in there. No. I got two dogs. That's about, <laughs> that's, that's about the extent of my kiddos right now for the foreseen future. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, if you had a million dollars to your name right now, and I asked Noah the same question. I want to mm -hmm. see your answer. He said he would disperse it. Because he's a giving individual. Not that you're he not, is. but you got to give me something better than that. What, okay. what would you do with a million bucks? I mean, I you? would, with the common answer, I would make sure my family's taken care of. Okay, who That's wouldn't? no doubt. And then I'm a big hunter and fisherman, so I'd probably get some land and probably a lot of land. Yeah. But then I'd bring my family on it, you know. Safe answer, safe yeah. answer. Um, so on that note, too, what's that? are you going to raise your kids to be hunters, too? For sure. So Eileen is 
all all of five foot. So, wow, that's harsh. And I'm not I'm not tall either. So <laughs> like, hey, our kids aren't going to be these basketball players, you know. So right. <laughs> I was like, they, they can hunt and fish. They'd they be can killers instead. They can do that with me. That's probably not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Just as long as they're social. Yeah, they will be. They will be for sure. I believe it. Okay, so let's do let's do one more. Let's think here. Think, think, think. Winnie the Pooh style. Think, 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 think. Hmm. Favorite movie. Favorite movie. Ooh. Um, I would probably say it's called He Is Alive. He Is Alive? What is that? It is a movie about faith. Okay. And it's about these seven, I think it's seven individuals who all are living different lives. Like there's one, there's a guy, there's a guy who lives like in the hood. There's a guy that lives in this wealthy rich neighborhood Mm -hmm. and there's a guy who's in the church and it's just their lives, how they all have their own issues, but somehow they all fall back on God and they all end up having faith. It's, it's a good movie. It's pretty good. It's called he is alive. Oh, I like it. Okay. So last question I'm going to have for you and it came to me right now. Just like I said, there's no notes, anything here. You just talked about your faith. Oh yeah. Noah was very, very big in his faith. Mm-hmm. It's very important to him. And it's important to me. I know it's important to you. For sure. And a lot of other guys at our fire department too. What does it mean to be a follower to you? Is your faith extremely important to you in your life? It is. It is important to me. And um, I think you need to base your not only your life, but your relationships off of it. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not doing that, I mean – there's no telling where and what is going to fall apart. And so for me, I think if you just base your relationships and base your life and not just like your, like Eileen and I relationship, but like friendships and stuff, like if you guys always have good bases and uh, for me, it's just the, the top is nowhere. Like you, there's, there's no ceiling to it. You guys can go wherever you want. And I mean, as long as you guys have faith together and grow together, then I think, I mean, there's nothing you guys can't do together. And that's how I see it. Sky's the limit. Yeah, for sure. I love hearing that. That's that's great. So that's and that's a pretty solid, <laughs> pretty solid episode. If, if I might say that was that was awesome. You provided a lot of awesome value Good. for a lot of different people. Really awesome, powerful perspective, especially from an athlete's perspective, because there's a lot of athletes who mm-hmm. will listen to this. So no more questions, like I said. But I do want to offer you a platform now, like I promised mm-hmm. you and others to come on the interview, just to speak what's on your mind, say what's in your heart. Uh, leave it all out on the table right now for everybody. So if I had to say um, just one main thing, I would just say find what motivates you. Um, I don't know if that's if you're self self motivated that that's awesome, but um, if it's someone who motivates you, if it's something, if it's God that motivates you, you need to find something that motivates you to be better each and every day. Not just not just once a month, but Every day, what motivates you? And it doesn't have to be running six miles a day or lifting 315 on bench. Just It can be maybe getting up in the morning at 5 a.m. when you said you were. Right. Rather than hitting the snooze button and sleeping until 1030. So it's just the small the small challenges that you overcome every day. It's there's, you got to have motivation for every single piece of it. Sure. And I'm just saying find something that motivates you no matter what it is. And that's just... Yeah, that's just my overall, like, thought to this, pretty much. I like that. Yeah. 
very, very powerful. Yeah. So Keegan, I appreciate you for your time, man. A lot for of great sure. stuff. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, I'd give you uh or insert like a little emoji clap or like a sound bit here, yeah, but I don't have anything fancy yet on my <laughs> laptop or uh, anything right now. But we'll we'll, we'll get there we'll in get the future. There, yeah. You know, we'll add some stuff on gradually. But uh, on a last closing note, how do people find you, uh, or if they want to connect with you or have any questions with you? They can find me on Facebook, Instagram. I don't have Twitter, but I do no have Twitter. Facebook and Instagram. What yeah. about a MySpace? You got a MySpace? MySpace. That's before my day. That's before uh, my no, dad. Maybe like fun. when I was like five or six. I don't you're know. Making me feel old. Yeah, I remember I, the days. I you, never had a MySpace. Okay, I did. You remember? If you're guys and girls out there listening, I can't see you, but raise a hand. How many of you guys remember Zanga or Zanga, whatever it's called? I don't know, whatever the heck it's called. But that, anyway, random thing. You don't know what that is. I, do, I have no idea what that is. Uh, but you can't. I can't see the hands either. But <laughs> someone's raising it somewhere. If they know what a Zanga is. <laughs> Uh, so that's where they follow you. So again, his name's Keegan Brewer. You can find him on Instagram and Facebook, not on Twitter or Zanga or MySpace. Nope. Uh, for me, my name is Jimmy. You can find me regularly on this podcast. Again, if you are not subscribed to the podcast, please do that for me. It means a lot to me. And it's not just for me. It's for them. It's for guys like Keegan, guys and girls who come on the podcast in the future to provide you value. That's what it's about. The bigger platform we can build, the more people we can serve. And that's the big, big thing that this podcast is predicated around service-oriented leadership for others, not for me, for other people. So that is how you find Keegan. That is how you find me. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram as well. I post a ton, so you're probably going to have to mute me and silence me like a lot of people do already. <laughs> I don't talk politics here, so you don't have to worry about that. Just good good stuff sometimes and some good dog pictures. But other than that, that is it for me. Keegan, thanks again, man. And everybody else listening to this, I bid you adieu. We look forward to next episode, next interview. Next guest I'm going to have on is Captain Jeff White from Frisco Fire Department. He has a pretty awesome voice, better podcast voice than I do. Mine's like loud and squeaky. It's nice and deep. Nice and deep. He's got a wealth of knowledge for you. He's an awesome guy, a great leader, and a great captain, and I look forward for him to be able to shed a little light on you and help you improve upon your life daily. So signing out now. We'll see you soon.